Jesus Messiah Name above all names Blessed Redeemer Emmanuel The rescue for sinners The ransom from Messiah, Lord of all, His body the Messiah, the name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, the rescue for sinners, the ransom We've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and there's still two to go, and I'm going to put those two together, and we're going to do those next week. I'm, I'm taking a little detour. I'm still talking about the fruit of the Spirit this morning, but um, I wanted to pause a bit in talking about them individually and what they are and what, how they would work in and through our lives and talk a little more about how do we get these in our life. Um, you know, I keep keying on, on that word fruit. And I realize that fruit means growth. 
and growth requires um, things to happen in order to make that growth happen. I was talking to Kevin Antrim last week, who's normally at our sound booth, and he said, we're at a critical time with this year's crop. We need rain. <laughs> you know, the crops were doing well, they're producing well, but if they didn't get rain here soon, that could all take a downturn. And uh, guess what? <laughs> rain! I told the Lord, I think, I think we're good. <laughs> you know, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we prayed for right now. You can shut that faucet off for a while. And uh, when my swimming pool gets to where the water is at the very top and it's starting to overflow, that's, that's a tad too much rain. But, uh, you know, living out in the country, one of my favorite things is I love the drive between my house and the church here because I get to see lots of things growing. There's lots of trees, lots of flowers, corn fields, bean fields, uh, even weeds. <laughs> you know, there's some pretty nice looking weeds out there. Uh, my mother uh, used to go, when my dad would go fishing, and he'd go back in some places where you had to just walk and carry everything in. And my mom would go with a shovel, not a fishing pole. She would have a, a shovel and newspaper and, and those brown grocery sacks that we used to have. And while my dad and, and I were fishing, she would walk around and look for nice-looking weeds. She called them wildflowers. I think wildflowers is just a fancy name for weed. Isn't it? Is that right, Greg? I don't know. You're an ag guy. You should know this, but I don't know. Uh, but anyway, she would dig this stuff up. <laughs> and, and wrap it in newspaper, you know, to keep the dirt around the, the roots and put it in the grocery bags. And then she would take it home and say, Roger, I want you to plant these. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You dug them up. <laughs> you, know, you know how to do that. But somehow she could dig them up, but I had to plant them. And she would go around our yard. She would just be, we would have this whole expanse of grass that was real easy to mow, you know, just. <laughs> and she'd say, let's put one here. Like right in the middle. And it's like, really? I don't know how many weeds I mowed over. Because I, you know, I'd be out tooling around on the mower, just not, not thinking, and oh, what's that yellow stuff shooting out of there? Oh, darn, that was her weeds. Fortunately, weeds were easy to replace. But I, li I like watching things grow, I like seeing the fruit of things growing. And that's why I guess I'm, I'm so interested in the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, that these qualities reflect the presence of Jesus in our lives. That's really what they're about. I mean, think about them. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Every one of those, you could say, Jesus, check. Jesus, check. I mean, he, he embodied all nine of those. And so we often talk about being a Christian, being a follower of Jesus, means becoming more like Jesus day by day. And how do we do that? How do I be more like Jesus? Well, if I can learn to exhibit the same qualities of life that he had, I'm well on my way. 
And so that's why we're focusing this summer on the fruit of the Spirit. And one of the questions I try to ask myself as I think about these fruit is, um, do I reflect these qualities in my life? Because if I do, then people will see Jesus in me. Does my family see Jesus in me? Do the people I work with, or in my case, go to church with, do they see Jesus in me? Do, do my friends see Jesus in me? What about the casual encounters we have every day? We go to restaurants, we go to stores, we're at the gas station, the people you just kind of bump into. Is there any way I can reflect Jesus to them? And I ask all these questions, and if I'm honest, the answer that I have to give is a big sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes I, boy, love, okay, joy, peace, patience, and not so much. Kindness, <laughs> you know, that one's, that one's a tough one. That one's a toughie. But, you know, I can run down through there and say, uh, I've got some of all those. But I don't have as much of any of them as I need to have if I really want people to see Jesus in me. And that's the whole point of the fruit of the Spirit. It's, it's to make Christ visible in our lives. Uh, I, when I was a child, I liked to build models. We have any model builders here? You know those Ravel models? They'd have all the different cars and, and, and planes and ships. My, I, I built a model of the Saturn V rocket that, that sent men to the moon. It stood about this tall from the floor, and it had all the stages. And uh, it took me a couple months to build that thing. But my favorite model, uh, next to the rocket, that, that was right there too, was called the Visible V8 you ever heard of that? The Visible V8. It's a model of a car engine. Now, it's an old-timey car engine. I mean, we're talking back, uh, this would have been in the late 60s when I built this model. So it's an old V8 engine, had the distributor cap on it, and, and, you know, and it actually worked. When you got done, you'd put a little battery in it, and you could watch the pistons move up and down. You could watch the valves open and close, and, and you could see, because all the outer housing was all clear plastic, you could see how a car engine worked. And several years later, when I was in high school and I took auto mechanics as a summer class, I could visualize some of that. When they said that the, the valve was stuck, it's like, okay, I can picture what, what that valve looks like when it's functioning and what its purpose is. As I thought about that model, I said, that's, that's the point of the fruit of the Spirit. We are to become the visible Christian. People should be able to look at my life and say, you must be a follower of Jesus. So, as I said, we've been talking about what they are, and I'll get back to that next week. I want to talk about gentleness and self-control uh, together next week. But for now, I want to talk about three things that are essential in order to have any of the fruit of the Spirit. And that's teamwork, transformation, and time. Teamwork, transformation, and time. Um, 
Philippians 2, 12 and 13 says, Continue to work out your salvation, for it is God who works in you. Continue to work out your salvation, for it is God who works in you. Now, when I first read that scripture, I think that's contradictory. Did you catch that? Continue to work out your salvation, for it is God who works in you. Well, which is it? <laughs> the first part makes it sound like I have to work out my salvation. My effort, my power, my work uh, makes it happen. The second part makes it sound like it's all Him, for it is God who works in you. So is it me or is it Him? And the answer is yes. <laughs> the first thing we learn as we think about the fruit of the Spirit is that it takes teamwork. Developing the fruit of the Spirit requires a partnership between us and God. He supplies the power through His Spirit. That's why they're called the fruit of the Spirit. But we have to supply the will to do it. Have you ever tried to change somebody? You know, somebody, a family member, a friend, and you know they need some life change. They really do. And you talk to them, and you talk to them, and, and just nothing much seems to happen. Say, all husbands know about this. Any, any husband knows that their wife wants life change. <laughs> and they, they spend try work to work hard to 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 get our rough edges smoothed off and to to get us more like we should be in their eyes and it's it's hard work and you can't really change somebody we all know the frustration of knowing somebody needs to change and knowing how they can make that change and offering to help them make that change and they don't want to change and all of our efforts are for nothing if they don't want it. And the same is true in our life. God has done the work through Jesus Christ to provide our salvation. He gives us His Spirit so that we can live a Christ-like life. He does all the work, but we have to provide the will. Because when you receive Christ as your Savior, you don't forfeit your free will. You don't give it up. All he asks you to do is to make that will more in line with his. Our will needs to line up with God's work. And when it does, then these fruit become possible. So the first thing is teamwork. The second thing is transformation. There has to be a change. I cannot grow and develop and exhibit the fruit of the Spirit in my life if I stay the way I am. There have got to be some changes. And that's the transformation. In uh, Romans 12, 2, Paul says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not be conformed, be transformed. Uh, there's, a, there's a translation of the Bible called the Phillips Translation. It's done by J.B. Phillips. And he, he renders that verse, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. I like that. 
instead of saying conform. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. This world in which we live, this culture in which we live, is trying to mold us and shape us in certain ways. They want us to adopt certain values. And following Christ means being countercultural. It means going against the flow of these world's values and instead adopting the values of Christ in our life. So instead of being conformed, we are willing to be transformed. Um, I like to watch some of these shows, these uh, house shows. You know, they used to have extreme makeover and then there's uh, Flip This House and I don't know, there's a bunch of them now. Uh, where they do they take these houses that just look like dumps. I mean, they're just, they look like you ought to just bulldoze them down and be done with them, but yet they can come in and transform them into beautiful homes. And um, that's what God wants to do in us. Sin has caused our lives to be less than it should be. And God says, if you'll let me. Not only will I save you for eternity, but I will change you in the here and now. For the days you have on earth, we'll give you an extreme makeover. We'll transform you. And he does that through the fruit of the Spirit. And then finally, uh, it takes teamwork, it takes transformation, and it takes time. Uh, we all know that. You cannot grow something overnight. I've never found a tomato plant that'll produce a tomato overnight. Have you found one, Ken? You grow a lot of tomatoes. Can you, you know, I guess unless you buy a tomato plant with it already big, I guess you could do that and plant it and say, oh, look, I have a tomato. Um, but, you know, it takes time. When I was a child, I remember finding acorns on the ground, and then I learned that acorns were the seeds of oak trees. And I'd look, and these, you know, here'd be these 50-foot-tall oak trees. With all, and I said, that's cool. I want to grow oak trees. And I, I went out, and I planted my little acorns. Every day, I'd go out. Should be a, should be a, a seedling. Should be a sprout. Nope. Should be a tree starting to grow. Nope. After about three days, I said, well, I guess that doesn't work. Whoever said these grew oak trees was wrong. <laughs> I have an oak tree that was, I planted it this big. We, we built our house 10 years ago. It's now this big. I mean, it's like doubled in size in 10 years. I will be gone from this earth <laughs> before anyone sits in the shade of that oak tree. Because it takes time. It takes time. And so does growing the fruit of the Spirit. Do not get discouraged because you ask God to give you more love, more joy, more peace, more patience, kindness, goodness. Run the whole list. And you wake up tomorrow and you don't have it. <laughs> and a week later, you still don't seem to have it. It takes time. You know, we live in a society that wants instant gratification, don't we? If we buy medicine... We want fast-acting relief. <laughs> if we uh, get order fast food, by the time I get to the window, I want them to be handing it out the window. 
I, I, I got to thinking about the progression of oatmeal. Do we have any oatmeal eaters? I like oatmeal. I don't eat it much in the summer, but in the fall and the winter, when you get up and it's cool and frosty in the morning, boy, a hot bowl of oatmeal. I eat oatmeal at your place all the time, Angie. I don't know who makes it, but he makes it primo. But you know, we started out with oatmeal, you had to cook several minutes. And then people didn't want to wait several minutes for their oatmeal, so we got minute oats. I grew up with minute oats. And they call it that because it takes one minute to cook it. Then that wasn't good enough. I don't have a minute. <laughs> so now we have instant oatmeal that you throw in the microwave for a few seconds. And then we have all these products. I got to look at in the cabinet things that are just add water. You know, I can't get pancake mix that requires me to add, you know, eggs, butter, milk, because that takes too much time to add eggs and butter and milk. I need that kind. You throw a little water in it, stir it up, and throw it on, make pancake. But when it comes to the, the Christian life, there, there is no instant spiritual maturity. There is no just add water Christianity. You don't just get baptized and, oh, I just added water, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I confess Christ, I got baptized, I'm the complete package. Probably not. Because it takes time to develop love, joy, peace, patience, double on the patience. <laughs> Kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. But if we'll work in teamwork, in partnership with the Lord, if we'll allow Him to transform us over time, we will become more and more like Jesus. And the people around us will be able to see that. We'll become visible Christians. Let us pray. God, I'm so grateful that you are patient with us. We're not the only ones trying to develop patience. You have to be extremely patient with us. We are all works in progress. We are all under construction, just like so many of the roads around us these days. Um, but I pray that we will partner with you, that we will allow you to transform us, that we will uh, be willing to put in the time to allow your fruit to develop in us. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.